Oh yeah, I like the sound of that, and I know that you're gonna like the sound of it too. This is The Manny Wolf Show, where I pull no punches, I don't hold back in my conversations with some of the most interesting minds on the planet. So, put us in your ear, turn the volume up, and hang on for another episode. Looks like we are live once again. Welcome everyone. Thank you, everyone. This is the Manny Wolf Show. And on the Manny Wolf Show today is Dr. Cynthia Stone. I have been given explicit permission to make bad puns about Dr. Jones and um, of Raiders of the Lost Ark, of course, Indiana Jones. If you give me just a second, I have to do this little like sharing out business. Um, <laughs> and then I'm all yours. All right. All right. Here we go. So we'll do a little watch party. Then we'll share to a group. Then we'll share on my page. All right. And now the sharing has let the sharing commence. So hello. Good morning. How are you? Living the dream. <laughs> it's yeah? afternoon here. So uh, where is here? Uh, Toronto, Canada. Hmm. What's the weather like out there today, right now, in well, this afternoon? Yeah, it's not too shabby. I think we are dealing with, uh, we got some sun, which is always nice. It's a high of four Celsius, which would make it, uh, let's see. Like 18 Fahrenheit or something. Yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, that's so about right. Truly living the dream. Truly. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. There are there are penguins that just envy you. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about what you do. Absolutely, I will. All right, so I am an eye doctor. I focus on mm -hmm. self, um, and really, what I recognize in doing all of this work with various mm -hmm. people across uh, you know the globe is that we all deal with the same stuff and it's BS, belief systems or bullshit. And uh, often we are actually prevented from being able to reach our potential because we have this inner critic, this bully that prevents us mm. from being able to reach our ultimate potential. And so I help people combat those beliefs in three mm -hmm. easy steps, as easy as A, B, C. Wow, because I literally, and I, I'm not just saying this, I was uh, journaling about this this morning. I was wow. journaling about this exact thing and how I think that um, there's a, 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 not cognitive dissonance, but there's a gap between the way I perceive the world seeing me and my progress, my progress and my success and how I feel inside. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like, this is not my first rodeo. You know what I mean? I'm not a dilettante to this stuff. Uh, and yet, taking time to reflect and to really look at like, you know, what is your thought process saying to you and stuff like that? I'm like, wow, it's it's like it's still kind of in there. You know, I'm a, I'm a veteran of cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm a veteran of all kinds of personal improvement stuff. And yet it persists. Mm -hmm. So um, what do you do that's so different? Why are you so good? Great question. I mean, I think that uh, it really comes down to recognizing that as different as we are, we're all the same. And uh, what happens is a lot of times um, in our own life, we form 
beliefs as a child right. that will shape our reality. And I realized <laughs> that by healing myself, I was actually healing others. And that's kind of yeah. where my journey began. Yeah. It began within. Uh, really, if you want to change the world, you have to change yourself first. Mm -hmm. And so I recognized that in my life, I had constantly been bullied. I was uh, attracting the wrong people into my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, well, why do I keep attracting these, these terrible people? And I realized that you'll never put up with as much abuse from someone else as you give yourself. And uh, so, yeah. And so what uh, I realize is that I have to change my inner tape, you know, and mm -hmm. as much as I worked with, you know, people from all over the planet, I, you know, I think we all suffer from mental health. Like we often kind of say to people, oh yeah, you know, they have mental health issues. This is mental health awareness month. Oh, well that's for them. But really, if you were to write down everything your mind came up with in the span of 10 minutes, you would be like, what the heck am I doing? Like, it jumps from one thing to the next. It doesn't follow like a logical process. It's just all over the place. And that's what happens. Like, you'll be like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this. And I'm rah, 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 like cognitive behavioral therapy, whatever you have yeah. to study. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or how much you've tried to, you know, suppress it what you resist persists and it's always going to be there and it's just about recognizing when it's coming up and how you can actually overcome it and so what i do with people is i help them to recognize the signs that there's that false self and then there's your real self like your ego is not your amigo necessarily and right, uh, you'll right, be right. able to really overcome it um so at this point Mm -hmm. And I say this with all uh, with all due professional respect and, and love for another human. At this point, we're still on the surface a little bit. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. what you did say that I found interesting and want to sort of pull out is recognizing the signs. Mm -hmm. Because that was a big um, sort of breakthrough for me. Right. Many of us. I think even at even even at levels of success and sort of self actualization, uh, I think that there's a, a blind spot maybe to even recognizing that there's this sort of dialogue happening, right? This sort of critical inner voice, the critic, the imposter syndrome, whatever you want to call it. I grew up calling it the uh, the inner dialogue, which I think is a little more of a classical term, but Maybe the biggest piece was finding out, like like being able to even recognize it in the first place. So so how do we start that? Let's 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 say we have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> totally we just know that we're not fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you ever find that you're going forward and you're you have your mindset? You're like, I'm going to go for this. You know, I'm all about this goal, and then you end up talking yourself out of it. That you yeah. end up having this almost like a, I consider it like a mom, you know, like right. an overprotective mother who's like, yeah. oh, you better watch out for this. You know, that's right. dangerous. You don't want to do that, yeah. you know. And so <laughs> rather than a mother, I think I have a smother because like she's super mm. hyper ultra mega overprotective. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, I recognize that I'm like, well, you know, there's there's something here, like before we even have an idea of what we want to do, there is something that can prevent us. So 
for example, like when you look at the rain outside, it's starting to rain, for example, right? So okay. for some people, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, that mm -hmm. sucks. You know, now I can't have my outdoor wedding. And then for other people, they'll be like <laughs> celebrating because they're like, oh, I finally have rain. I'm a farmer and this is going to be amazing. So it, the rain is the rain and you're going to form your opinion on the rain based on your own belief systems, based on right. whatever's happening. And so right. it's really about recognizing what is your paradigm like what is shaping your belief system what yeah. is it how is it that two people who grow up in the exact same kind of environments can form two so separate meanings mm. now victor frankel talked about it in his um book you know the meaning of life where he was really looking at um you know twins that had actually you know mm. both come through a similar circumstance and were in the holocaust you know and yeah. were both coming up with different reasons as to their why and so mm. once you have a why that will make you cry i say um mm. then you can actually live a life of passion and bypass the bs that that can prevent you and like in the most extreme of circumstances in the, in the holocaust for example it's mm -hmm. like you know that there's that part of you that will overcome adversity no matter how bad it gets that right. you just have to do it and yeah. this is the part of you this is the I, this is the actual force within that you can channel to be able mm -hmm. to overcome anything. So no matter how strong that critic is, you're going to be like, I don't care, you know, screw it. I'm just going to plow ahead anyways, no matter what. So it sounds like you're talking about a, an approach that, if I understand this correctly, more just acts in spite of Yes. Okay. This is interesting. I, 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 um, so most of the time when I talk to people about mindset and mindset always, always has the inner dialogue component in it, right? It's always got the inner critic piece. When I talk to people about mindset, we look at how to sort of recognize the the narrative that's going on, how to sort of maybe, uh, I think, I think CBT was really great for that by the way. Yeah. Um, but are you saying then that you can sort of ignore the chatter and find something motivating enough and that's a way around the process of sort of picking apart the psychology of the dialogue? Absolutely. Because okay, that's exactly it. Because what mm -hmm. happens is often we can get trapped, like the mind is the problem. So when you're trapped in the mind, and you're trying to understand the mind and grapple with the mind, you end up in analysis paralysis, sure. like often just like prevent you from taking action. So what I'm all about is getting out of your head and into your heart. And your heart is where that passion is that je ne sais quoi, that jade de vivre, that that part of you that just wants to jump in and do it anyways. Like there are times in our life where we're like, it's fight or flight, you know, where you're just going to be like, I am going to pull out my inner warrior and just fight through this. It doesn't matter because I have to, I, there's something in me that is larger than myself. There's a force mm -hmm. bigger than me. And that's really what the me is about motivation and empowerment. Mm. So do you think this is what Viktor Frankl did? Or do you think uh, this is, this is very interesting to me. Um, mm -hmm. I am a student of Frankl, as oh, I can tell that you are. Frankelstein. Frankelstein. It's pronounced Frankenstein. Um, 
<laughs> Class dismissed. Yeah, there you go. It's a very, very uh, specific reference there. Um, because because the thing that I took away from from man's search for meaning was this process of becoming aware of your own thoughts, mm-hmm. becoming and, and realizing slowly over time that that there was a liberty there that couldn't be stripped. Right? Yeah. There was there was uh, a freedom. Well, you know exactly what he says: the freedom to choose between yes. stimulus yep. and response. <clears throat> but it sounds like you're suggesting another path entirely. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, it is choice. It does come mm-hmm. down to choice. And it's either choose to be exactly where you are right now okay. and listen to the voice and see what, like, you know, I, I went through my life and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm here at this stage in my life. I have uh, nothing to show for it. You know, I had a failed marriage at that point. Um, okay. I was just and I was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, like what? I, I suck, you know, but if the world didn't suck, we'd all fall off. But it's like if you like, continue down this path, like you're going to end up like in the road to nowhere. So it comes down to a choice. Like, am I yeah. going to continue to stay on this path to nowhere or yeah. am I going to try a new path and forge a new direction? And I think that a lot of us, you know, we end up at these crossroads where it's like, you know, I, I have to make a choice now. I can either die with everybody else in this, you know, situation, or I can fight for survival and I can fight right. for something better. And I can yeah. honor that part of me because we all have that spark within us that says, you know, there's more to life than this. Sure. Like, I sure. don't want to live a life of meaninglessness. Like, there has to be more. You know, there's a reason that I'm here. There's a, you know, and it's about living a life of purpose on purpose. And so mm-hmm. I really help people uncover their passion, the the part of them that just desires for something more. And then when you have that locked down and you know that mm-hmm. you're going to proceed no matter what, in spite of, then it doesn't matter what comes up because you are going to face critics. You're going to face the external critics and most importantly, the internal critic. And you're going to be able to find the strength the resources to rise above it. So, um, and we'll move on. I just, I really want to get clarity on this part. Yeah. It sounds like maybe, um, maybe that, you know, (laughs) sounds a little cheeky. So forgive me. Uh, (laughs) Frankel, maybe being the first, the first guy across that bridge took the long way. And now that this is a bit of a a sort of um, adapt and improve on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I did choice. So wisdom than a bag of fortune cookies. Let me just say that. Yeah, that's right. You can take that to the bank. That's yours yours for free as a guest of the show. I won't. Uh, All right. (laughs) But so now let's in a world that if I was a conspiracy theorist, I would swear was designed to keep us in first or second gear. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yep. How then do you take someone to a point of a passion that burns at the level of arguably survival? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? 
Well, I mean, I think that you can't impose that on somebody, that there is something in them that is going to spark. So for okay. some of I worked in the homeless shelter system for over mm -hmm. a decade and I tried. I mean, I was uh, burning at both ends, you know, yeah. really. But you can't want it more than they want it. You know, at the end of the day, it comes down to if they want it, if you truly, you know, have that hunger, yeah. you gotta be hungry. You know, if you have that <laughs> hunger, then <laughs> then you will find food. You know, but um, yeah, not everybody has it, and you know, I, I I realize that like it's it's about accepting. You know, that there are those of us that are going to continue on exactly as we've gone on in that right. zombie state right but there are other people that are waking up that are like recognizing that there's there's something more and yeah. it's the people that suffer the most that i think really have it because they're recognizing that there's something bigger than themselves and that that suffering is self-inflicted it's them not honoring that truth inside of them and it's about helping them to really cultivate that inner peace that is within all of us. It's that stillness, that part of us, that witness to yeah. what happens before the thought comes. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're meditating, or you know, for those of you that don't meditate, like I don't really believe in the conventional meditation, like sit in lotus right. position and breathe right. like that. Yeah. But when you have that time uh, <laughs> to yourself, when you're in that alone phase, and you know, you have that voice inside of you. Um, you know, there really is something to be said for that. And the more you honor that voice, the louder it will get. You know, it, at one point, mine started yelling at me. So, <laughs> you know, it's just really about, you know, acknowledging that. But but some of us are not going to be answering that and right. are, are drifting aimlessly, lost like a fart in the wind um, right. on a slow form of suicide. Which, which starts off lost, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Those, those, those just, they're lost as soon as they're created. Yeah. Exactly. They never stood a chance. So um, uh, I think you're right. I think that um, this ain't for everybody. No. Right. There, there has to, there has to be a certain either created or pre-existing. Um, hey, Manny here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the importance of growing your own personal brand and your own audience. In this day and age, if you do business on social media or on the internet in general, you need to be focused on your personal brand. And your personal brand is a function of what people say, think, and feel about you behind your back. And that's where we can come in and help you tremendously. So I'd like to invite you to go over to my website mannywolf.com where you can either schedule a call with me or my team or you can learn about the ways that we can help you to grow your audience powerfully and quickly. In this day and age, content is absolutely king and if you don't have a content strategy, you can't expect big results. And what we do is we help you with powerful, powerful content strategies. In short, we can put you everywhere all the time without you doing hardly any work. Sounds kind of cool, right? If you'd like to learn more, head over to mannywolf.com and either book a call or look into one of the ways that we have already prepared to help you rapidly grow your audience, grow your trust, your authority, your personal brand, and of course, through all of those things, grow your business. All right, now back to the show. Uh, predisposition. Mm -hmm. 
right? And and I think I, I also agree with you from personal experience that it's it's it seems to be primarily the people who really went through the ringer. You know, and it's interesting to me with the with the advent of social media to reflect more of the world back to me to see because I I thought that I was just a freak for not giving up. You know, um I uh I was well, let's put it this way, I was not born in a, with a silver spoon in my mouth and and all that stuff and um that would be weird anyway. I mean, can you imagine? But how do I get this thing out of here? <laughs> What's where did that spoon come from? <laughs> um but yeah, so so I remember talking to my mother one time and she just looked at me and she said, I don't know where you get the strength. You know, she's like, you certainly don't get it from me. And, um, and I just sort of thought about it. And I said, if it's within my power, other people won't have to sort of be as lost and confused and frustrated and trapped feeling and, 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 you know, go through all the stuff I went through. If I, if there's anything I can do about it, but prior to having a sort of global audience, I really thought that that was some sort of freak of nature thing that was just sort of um, inside of me. But now I can see that there's probably, broadly speaking, about 10% of people who are sort of forced through the meat grinder, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> come out wanting to help others. Yes. So for your business, you must have a good screening model, right? I mean, because you can't just, you can't take people. There's also that that sort of distribution of the bell curve of people who just want to plunk money down to feel good, mm -hmm. but then won't do anything. God, those guys kill me. Oh, those I guys. know, right? I'm like, oh, he's another self-help junkie. Shelf yeah, yeah. self-help, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but still in all, I am in the camp of people who would be considered uh, successful, motivated to change. I have, you know, the desire to help others, all of those things. I, I know the secret handshake. I tick the boxes. And yet, I'm honestly not sure what my passion is. No kidding. No, I say that this with complete sincerity. I know that I have some abstractions around it. Mm -hmm. It's I want to serve other people. I'm not really clear what that means yet. Mm -hmm. I want to make a ton of money doing it. I'm very clear on that. But that yeah. also is a reflection of my childhood yeah. in, in, in sort of a selected poverty, you know, grew up in a poverty that I found out later we didn't have to be in. Like it was really, really crazy. So um, I want to make a ton of money. I want to do it through service. I was just journaling yesterday about how my real sort of power is a very transitory and intangible thing. It's, it's like when people put their faith in me, their trust in me and count on me to come up with solutions, something comes through me that otherwise doesn't. Mm -hmm. How do you quantify that? Is does that count as my passion? Absolutely, I would say for sure. Yeah. You, okay. I mean, so I think that you know 
deep down, we all want the same things. We all want to love and be loved. And sure, at that level, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then it's about a life of service. And the more you serve others, the more obviously everything will grow. Your passion, your fulfillment, your bank account. I mean, it's all Mm -hmm. going to grow. Everything is energy, right? So, and it's really about, you know, I don't think you have to be specific in the sense that I'm going to help them with it. I mean, that's great. You know, it's great to have specificity. I mean, if you're an eye doctor, like the other kind of eye, obviously, you know, that that's what you're focused on. And that's great. You know, what you focus on expands. But I think just um, recognizing that you are here to serve and that you can turn your your story into your glory, that Mm. your pain can become your motivation um, I and for sure that was going to rhyme with it's like, yeah, like you have had this traumatic childhood and, yeah. you know, you could have um, let that defeat you. But there was something yeah. inside of you that said, no, the name's Tucker, not sucker. I'm not going to stand for that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And and you're really rising above and, and being an inspiration to people, showing them that, you know, you don't have to take this lying down, that you can rise up and look at me. I'm Manny Wolf and I've done this and I can help you do the same. And it's not necessarily um, saying that there's a one size fits all approach and there's not necessarily one type of client that you're going to help. It's just about recognizing that you've tapped it, you've unlocked, you've hacked the the process, so to speak, you know, and uh, it's just about serving as an inspiration and helping people to reach that height with you. So... If I'm being 100% honest, mm-hmm. there's there's a part of me that gets what you're saying and says, yeah, that's that's spot on. And then there's a part of me that says it doesn't quite help that feeling of ambiguity that comes in from time to time. Mm-hmm. That feeling of sort of like, are all the tires even on the road right mm-hmm. now? You know what I mean? Are, 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 are all the are the wheels touching the road here? Um so I, I guess I want to know, based on that, sort of making, trying to extrapolate my own experience into your specialty. Um, do you see what I'm experiencing with your clients? And if so, what is walking them through those moments of sort of guessing and second guessing and self doubt and, and 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 you know lack of clarity look like? It's um, yeah, it's a very good question. And it is something that I deal with on a consistent basis with people and even myself. And it's uh, recognizing that certainty is what we strive for, but certainty doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. There is no certainty in life. But, you know, at this very stage in time, that's why people are freaking out more than ever. Like, oh, my God, this pandemic, you know, panic, panic. Um, there is no certainty we don't know what is going to happen. And that's the nature of life. And it's about just acknowledging that, you know, I'm, I accept what is and mm-hmm. I accept what isn't. And it's um, just trusting yourself. It's, it's that element of trust, you know, where you just take that deep breath and be like, you know what, I've taken me through it this far and I can continue on. And it's just having that faith that the same trust and faith and belief that people place in you, Manny, is what you need to start cultivating in yourself. And I show people how to do that. And it's like a step-by-step process. It's something mm-hmm. that's not going to happen overnight, but it right. is something that you can constantly recognize when it is happening, when you're falling out of that and taking the steps needed to be able to get back into that, you know, that heart space, you know, not the mindset, but the heart space, because the mind is full of 
nonsense. It's just yeah. really about honoring yeah. that heart, you know. It's a, it's a field of poppies. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The so, um, blooming idiots, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before I met you, I thought that only David Lee Roth, of course, you know David Lee Roth. Yeah, of course. And do you know who you know who Donald Fagan is? Yeah. They were the only two people I heard mix and match metaphors and and I say this playfully and even lovingly, even cliches and pull yeah. actual wisdom out of them. You're in that camp. That's awesome. Only with those two. So you're in good company. You uh every every time I think that you're gonna just steer the, the tractor right off into the field, you pull it back and you say something profound. <laughs> And I, I say all this as a as a as a signal of my appreciation right. because um, you have a, a quippy, witty, pithy little thing for everything. And I go, oh, this is it. We're we're, we're going to the the shallow end of the pool, and every single time you nail it. So <laughs> well done, well done. That is that is no small task. Yeah. So you said it's as simple as ABC, right? Yeah. What's A? A is acknowledgement, awareness. I knew it was going to be yeah. alliterative. <laughs> I knew it. Okay. So acknowledgement and awareness. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, there it is again. There's mom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Mom. Exactly. So yeah. often, right? Witness to it. Okay. Here we go. Thanks, mom. Thanks for sharing. Mother, yeah. do you think they'll drop the bomb? Yeah. Um, so how then do we acknowledge it? How do we become aware that we are sort of uh, um, victimized by our by our humors like that. Oh, that's, that's my, my, to say, yeah. It's my producer. <laughs> All right, right on. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the way to be aware of it, obviously, is is recognizing that you know when we are in our flow, when we're in the state of you know in our yeah. power, we feel really good. And when mm -hmm. we start being taken out of that and start feeling down on ourselves, I mean, that's, it's as easy as that. It's that, yeah. that suffering, yeah. that pain that's inflicted on us. It's like, oh, okay, well, it's happening again. I'm not in the flow. I'm not yeah. in my force state. You know, I'm not in that powerful state. What's happening? Oh, okay. Right. Mom's at it again. Right. You know? And for all you people with great moms out there, you know, this is not a condemnation <laughs> of moms, you know. For all well, you people yeah, with great moms, out, <laughs> for all you people with great moms out there, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, I'm kidding. Terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this 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 is not a PC show. No, definitely not. <laughs> I, mean, I, I always said if I wanted to hear from an ass, I'd fart. You know, right? So, exactly. Yeah. There exactly. you go. So then B A is awareness and acknowledgement. What is B? B is belief. It's okay. Your beliefs. Yeah, exactly. It's tell it's, us more. Uh, um, so it's recognizing that your paradigm is going to shape your reality. And that's uh, often what happens in life. You have, you know, made a decision, you've mm -hmm. chosen a certain set of beliefs. Yeah. So for example, like a lot of times it will pop up in my mind, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. Well, where did this come from? You know, and this is actually something that stemmed from my childhood when I had overly critical parents, and I was never good enough. And so I took that on to believe that I'm not sure. good enough. Right. And uh, that is something that, you know, as you change your paradigm, shift happens. 
you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's coming. I can All right. See. Yeah. Yeah. It was only a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, and then what is C? <clears throat> and so the C is where you are the creator. You're the creator of a new reality. It's uh, conceiving a new you. It's just okay. really about, you know, birthing that process. And yeah, and, yeah. so you are yeah. the creator of your own life and you can redefine your story. You can create a new story where you are the hero of your own story. And I help people draft a new book. So with the A section, acknowledgement yeah. and, aff- and awareness, we can sort of check in with our, our body, can't we? Because there's yeah. always a... a uh, a, a correlation, like in flow state, you feel light. Your movements feel perfect. I, I, this this stuff is is really maybe we can really serve some people here with with what to look for. Yeah. The first thing I think is is to sort of you need that that meta thinking, that thinking about your thinking. Yep. And, and I, I make the assumption that most of us have that, but then that always bites me when I talk to people. Right? That's it comes back and here. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you stop. Yeah. I, I feel like um somewhere Groucho Marx is is just feeling proud <laughs> from his grave. He's like, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well done again. Uh, <laughs> I, I I am I am a uh <laughs> I'm a warm audience for puns. <laughs> so anyway, um this is something that you know having having raised a couple of children, this yeah. part just baffled me and killed me. Like there's there's a period there and it may be more akin to Maslow's hierarchy mm-hmm. rather than age, but there's a period there where to tell someone that they actually have control over their thoughts and can change their thoughts is like giving a fish a bicycle, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, fish can't flip you off because they only have fins, but they're <laughs> thinking it. They're thinking it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and then so sometimes I'll get in, in coaching calls with you know grownups. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you can actually think about your thinking. And again, it's the it's the fin, yeah. <laughs> you know, because some people just don't want to hear that. Um, but you can. And another thing that is is sort seems fortunately hardwired into the the physical experience of a human is that our bodies do correlate with our state. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can check your state. How do you feel? How does your are even checking your thought process? Like the kinds of thoughts I have in flow are sort of like pulling a long silk ribbon. Mm-hmm. You know, it just goes. Shoo. Yeah. And the kinds of thoughts I have when not in flow is like, uh, you got any? Any analogies for this one? Any, you want to jump in here, Dr. Stone? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I often say it's like, you know, you're having all these and like uh, some people have a family tree, but I have a family cactus full yeah. of bricks, you know, yeah. this is where they're all like jumping in and, you know, like giving you a little bit of like when you're in the flow state, you can even do that sway test thing, you know, where you're just oh, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 or like, you know, the muscle test and all this <clears> stuff. Because you're gonna you're gonna feel like either pulled down or or like you can you're unstoppable. Yeah, and then when you're not, my my own thought process can devolve to the point where it's like crawling on all fours over jumping jacks. Yes, you know. So there's there's a real way to tell. Um, another thing that I find every time I tell somebody this, they can sort of connect to it is like there's a 
there's a, a you can't see what I'm doing here, but this is my um, uh, solar plexus area. Oh, okay. Yes. It like gets tight and adrenalized, yes. you know, and that's a surefire sign that maybe you're not rocking out. Mm-hmm. So um, now before we jumped on this, this interview, uh, you build yourself as a relationship doctor. That's right. And do you mean a relationship with yourself or do you work? Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there's not. With self. I mean, I okay. literally married myself the other day and people are like, congratulations, you got married. And then they were like, You landed her. Oh, nice going. I'm like, I'm in my honeymoon phase. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's just, uh, yeah, I recognize that everything is, it comes down to relationship with self. Like if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, then you're going to be aversion or addiction. You're going to be running to something or running from something. Sure. Why can't you just get along with yourself? People are right. like, you know, I can't find the right person. And I do help a lot of couples. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, how how's time when you're on your own? Oh, I can't stand myself. I'm like, well, you can't stand yourself. What makes you think they're going to be able to stand you? For right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's so much to, uh, there's so yeah, much to yeah. unearth there. So much to well, I mean, honestly, it's like, you know, I feel like, you know, that inner critic can be like a diaper, you know, full of crap and always on your ass. But you got to be able right. to, you know. Get that diaper changed, you know? You got to be able to change that diaper. That's right. You got to. Yeah. Change that diaper, folks. Let's make a hashtag of that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hashtag change that diaper. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it's like, what is your best, most optimistic take on any kind of a bigger meaning for this uh, moment in time we find ourselves in? Well, I think that um, there's that symbol that's, uh, is it Japanese or China? But it's uh, where they say, like, in crisis, there's opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's recognizing that the, the, this is the time to strike, you know, where, where the iron's hot, where, like, a lot of times, you know, we can, we can go into fetal position and be like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's the end of the world as we know it. But... Right we can also pull up our big kid pants and say, mm-hmm. you know what, I am going to be the change I want to see in the world. Like yeah. I, I asked for more time with my family and now I have it. I've wanted to have, you know, um, more time to live and not just be a wage slave. And now yeah. is the time, you know, it's, it's about seizing. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Manny Wolf show. If you know someone that you'd love to have me interview, please go to my website at mannywolf.com. That's M-A-N-N-Y-W-O-L-F-E.com and submit them as a potential guest. We love to bring guests on that our audience wants to hear from. So please help us to find the best guests for you by going to mannywolf.com submitting anyone that you have in mind to be a great guest, including yourself. And if you'd like to know more about me and what I do, please come over to Facebook and join my group, simply called The Manny Wolf Group. If you'd like to get more into my world where we have all kinds of tips, trainings, valuable stuff for you to help you get better at growing your brand and your audience, please come and join The Manny Wolf Group on Facebook. Until our next episode, I'll see you.